This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Let's go! And you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. It's a new week and a new episode, uh, the 64th episode to be specific. Not particularly of note, but I felt the urge to mention it, so I did. Um, as always, I'm very pleased um, to be here um, on the outset of an hour or so talking about awesome arts things happening in the Tron. And uh, today I'm taking a trip down, a bit of a trip down memory lane. Uh, more specifically, I'm very pleased to be discussing memory and theatre and how the two interlink with uh, Lily Empson, a.k.a. the creator of Elsie by Lily Empson, which is the next show premiering in Kirikiriroa as part of the Meteor's Boil Up Creative Development Programme. Kia ora, Lily. Kia ora. How's it going, mate? Oh, it's going well. It's going well. Yeah. This is um, Lily's first time on That's the Ticket. Uh it's it's a pleasure to have you here. We're about like two minutes in, and the fun times keep rolling. No, I I should I should um, lead with that. Lily and I uh, we've known each other for quite a while. We actually went to high school together, so this is kind of a weird vibe. Um, it's a, it's it's a new vibe, um, but a you know a good a good a good vibe. Yeah. It's it's cool to have you in talking about um, a show. It's it's cool to see someone who I've known for quite some time to be in this kind of zone, creative zone. Yeah. And now Lily's looking at me being like, stop saying nice things about me. <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's all pretty exciting, to be honest. Um, you know, being one of the first works to come out of the Boil Up Creative Development Project. Yeah, the, I mean, the whole process has been quite exciting, really. Um, being, yeah, being able to meet different creative people, having that support with you to be able to create your first show has been really valuable. Yeah. And um, the show itself, so it's called Elsie, and, you know, I alluded in my intro about memory and stuff mm. because it's it's based on a real person and real memories real things that happened right yeah so it's about my nana um and it sort of came well it did come about after um my nana passed at the end of last year new year's eve actually so oh. yeah great party oh, I can imagine. <laughs> great time great time no um and so then um and then the boil-up submission happened at around the same time, so obviously she was on my mind a lot. Um, and so that's sort of why the show happened. Um, and yeah, it is about her life, and it's sort of a eulogy to her. It originally started 
based on her eulogy that we wrote. Mm. Um, and I really just wanted to sort of honour her and honour her memory. She was 98 years old when she passed, so it was quite a lot of memory there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just really wanting to to honour her and to to continue to remember her this way. And I think, I feel like there's a lot of kind of, not content, but the idea behind the show and, mm. and the kind of stuff you guys are depicting, people will relate to, even if it's just on an emotional level. Yeah, yeah. So ob- like obviously the content itself is specific to her life and to my memories of her, but it's, it's morphed into... Um, really finding a way to connect and to remember somebody and to keep somebody alive um and i found as in the weeks and months that she's passed there's been lots of times where we've come together as a family um to talk about her to share memories of her and so i really wanted to explore that idea of shared memory and how we can use shared memory family memory as a way to remember somebody. And I I think because often, you know, I lost my granny. She was mm. also 98, mm. um, 2019. And we had that kind of same thing of everyone comes together mm. after the funeral and, you know, you're sharing all these stories. But it's really awesome to see that you've continued that conversation because it's kind of something that happens, you know, and then a few months pass and then it's kind of back to the new normal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And it's been really great too. So my sister is the other actor in the play. Um, So it's me and her on stage. Kia ora, Lauren. (laughs) Um, And it's been really, it's almost life imitating art in a way or art imitating life. Sharing, you know, through the process of creating this work, being able to share um, our memories together. and a lot of our memories are the same, so, um, but we remember different aspects of them, so being able to pull them together to create this, this one cohesive memory that we have of her. And so, like, is it, I, I don't know, is it ambitious to say, but, like, is it her whole life or just aspects? Like, what kind of time range is it covering? Well, it starts, it, it does cover her whole life. It starts from her as a child right up to just before her death. So, um, and, but just taking the key moments, those, yeah, the, the memories or the stories that I kind of kept going back to. Um, yeah, start, I mean, when we started with the eulogy, the eulogy at her funeral took about 20 minutes to say all up. Well, 98 years, it's a lot of time to, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it was, was, there could have been so much more that we put in there. So really wanting to pick the the moments that made the most impact on me. Mm. Mm. And um, I I assume that your uh, family, how how do they feel about this? I I mean, naturally they're all on board because I've seen them all supporting the show, but like are a lot of them coming to to see it? Yeah, yeah. So um, we've got my um, uncle and aunt and then obviously mum and dad. Yes, (laughs) mum and dad. Um, Yeah, and cousins and things like that coming too. So... 
um, I hope they enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure that it'll be um, it'll be a weird but cool experience for them because they'll probably share some of the memories that you're depicting. Mm. And um, I think I was, you know, because I like to do my research before. Um, mm. That's the ticket. I was I was reading that you you're combining theatre and dance. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, it, yeah, it's a mix of physical theatre, excuse me, and contemporary dance. So, um, depicting memories through either dance or theatre, or in some cases both at the same time. Um, and it's been really great too because Lauren, um, as well as being my sister, so it's been really great to work with her on that aspect, being able to be as sisters together during this process. But she's also a really great dancer as well, so <laughs> it's just an added bonus as well. Um, and she's been able to help and contribute creatively when it comes to the physical side of it um, and to offer different ways of moving. So it's been really valuable to have her on. And so obviously it's just the two of you in this work. Mm. Are, like, do you switch between roles? Like is one of you playing Elsie or do you guys switch? Uh, so Lauren plays Elsie throughout the entire show. Uh, depending on her age mm-hmm. um, and she does a really great job I think personally of switching between <laughs> the old and the young Elsie um, she d- depicts her her physicality really well um, and and then I play myself or a version of myself they must be weird um, it is a little weird I get confused I'm mean, talking about Lily the character and I'm like I'm talking Person. Yeah, like naturally on paper you're the best person for the job, <laughs> but like it must be a weird experience kind of like, it's like going back in time. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and yeah, it, it, it can get weird and also being able to step back from it as well um, because while it depicts Nana's life, it still is a work of theatre and it's a work of fiction to a certain extent as well. So almost it's almost like a safety net to have to be able to step back and have that space um and then so i play myself and then also all the other characters that are in her life so so other members of your family yes so at one point <laughs> i'm my father oh yes <laughs> um, i'm my great-grandmother um i'm my grandfather um yeah lots lots of different different people has your dad seen any of it yet no okay no. that's so opening night's going to be a merge then isn't yes. it <laughs> no but i i think it's 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 really cool to be honest um because the biographical nature of this mm. work isn't something that you see often at least in kitty kitty mm. and like it's it's almost kind of got verbatim vibes but not quite. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that accurate? I'm putting I, words in your mouth now. <laughs> um, I would say so. It's, um, although we have tried to stick more, yes, there's dialogue, but we try to tell the story as much as possible through um, our physicality. Yeah. And um, you you alluded um, just before about mm-hmm. how ultimately it's still fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously it's based on true events, but is there stuff in there that's not, like, memory or fact? Or is it all based on things that have actually happened? I don't know if I'm making sense with yeah. that question. <laughs> um, 
It is all based on things that have happened, but I think the interesting thing about memory, and this is something that we were grappling with and playing with throughout the process, is that memories change, and you can never be certain of what is fact and what isn't. Um, and even throughout the process of of creating this play, there's been some things we'll say, oh, you know, we'll put this in, this version of this, even though it didn't really happen, and now it feels like it almost did. So, um, which again is okay, I think, because it's a way, even though memories change, it's a way of holding on to those people. So through that process of holding on to people, if those memories change, then I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, because it's the person at the core of it, not necessarily the thing. Yeah, no, I'll allow it. (laughs) Um, But Elsie by Lily Empson is running at the Meteor Theatre next week, isn't it? Mm, Yes. October 7th to 9th, 7pm shows. Tickets are on sale now. There is uh, potential for it to be in level two, which Mm. means limited um, seating capacity. So if this sounds like a bit of you, then I reckon um, you should head over to themeteor.co.nz and book tickets. But um, I'm going to break for a cheeky song, um, and then we can get back into it. I've tried to go vaguely on theme uh, with kind of memory or family-related songs. <laughs> that sounds weird saying it out loud. I should have just said the title of the song. But uh, this is Ode to My Family by The Cranberries.
a uh, Cranberries classic there, Ode to My Family, uh, fitting because I'm talking to a uh, local creative come play, I, it's not really a playwright, what do we call you? No. Cre- I guess creators still sticks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Lily Empson is here, uh, creator of Elsie by Lily Empson, which is premiering at the Meteor Theatre October 7th. Uh, and running until the 9th as part of their Boil Up uh, creative development project. And um, how's how's the rehearsals going? Obviously, you're very close. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope they'll be going well at this point. <laughs> but, I mean, it's probably been a bit of a mesh, right? Yes, so... Um, With the elephant in the room. Yes, yes. Um, it's actually... Uh, I mean, when we all of a sudden went into lockdown, it was very... Um, nerve-wracking and scary not knowing how long we'd be in and everything was all sort of up in the air but it was actually a blessing in disguise in some ways for the show um because we up until that point we'd just been i mean there's 98 years worth of life to work with so we'd been creating and creating and creating and creating all this different content um and in the lockdown suddenly we couldn't rehearse my sister and I weren't in the same bubble so it it sort of put a break on everything and it sort of forced or it did force me to sit down and actually work out okay what am I what am I going to use how are we going to tell how will we tell this story um and and so from that I was able to get the structure of the play and then because we had so little time didn't have that much time afterwards um, when we came back to level two it was just it almost 
forced us to cut out all of the unnecessary stuff and we've just sort of hit the ground running and we've got it up on its feet and now <laughs> now we're going to perform it. So. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like there seems to be a reoccur- reoccurring theme with the boil-up shows. Mm. Uh, I had Connor Maxwell of Junior by Connor Maxwell mm. fame on um, a couple of weeks ago and I was asking him the same question about, like, rehearsing and level four and three because mm. hey, you know junior went on last week and i'm just like how did you how did you get here and he's just like you know we we made it this far we didn't come this far just to come this far yeah and um i mean my hat's off to you <laughs> to be honest <laughs> um did you do any zoom rehearsal um because it's so physical it's difficult to rehearse that Um, We don't have a lot of text, and the text that we do have has come naturally through the movement. Mm. It hasn't been... It's written down now, but it it was sort of improvised and devised. So um, we only had one Zoom rehearsal with each other, um, and that was just to talk out the structure of what we were going to do and to nut nut it out step by step. and that gave us the rough skeleton. And then when we got back into the rehearsal room, we were able to see, okay, this works, this doesn't, this needs a bit more fleshing out. So um, that that was really useful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't know how I would have reacted if you're like, yeah, we rehearsed twice a week for so <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. No, <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I do like the idea of you just like dancing to your computer. <laughs> That sounded condescending, but you know what I mean. I, yep, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I think the internet delay may have not been. Oh. Yeah, may may have hindered that a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, potentially. Um, okay, well, you know, you've made it out the other side. Mm. Touch every Touch item wood. of wood in yes. the studio, um, and I mean, you've already talked about kind of the transition. Um, you know getting into level two and just getting straight Mm. down to it um is it like well i'm i don't this is a leading question but are are you (laughs) say you're almost at that point where you want to put in you know where you need an audience yeah absolutely um i think it's been timed perfectly Mm. although i also think whatever time we were given (laughs) i would be saying the same thing (laughs) you know sort of the sort of thing you've you've got the end date so you've got to get it ready by that stage um it has been quite stressful to get there but i think we definitely are there and would welcome an audience in next week um to see how it goes to yeah get feedback and to hopefully um or to share elsie's story yeah, and to and to start that kind of uh, journey towards the next step, mm. and so now I'm going to get get deep into boil up territory. Mm. Yes. Um. So this project, you've kind of been Elsie's been on the burner. It's been cooking on the stove, boiling yeah. away since the the beginning of this year, right? Yeah. Since yeah, mid January. Yeah. yeah. So you submitted, you were accepted, and then there's been a series of workshops and kind of development of the work Mm. um up until now yeah and so uh a a cool part of the project um, i was talking to connor about this uh when i had him on and i actually had deb founder of the project on Mm. as well was an absolute privilege um (laughs) 
But uh, you guys got to work with kind of industry professionals and stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. That was absolutely amazing. Um, it just really being able to work with people in the know who do this for a living um, just really shaped and steered the project in the direction that it is now. Um, yeah, having... Um, so one person who's come was at the workshop and has come back for um, a couple of workshops one-on-one um, is John T. Hendry, mm-hmm. who... Um, and he has just really, really shaped the project, um, has offered just the um, right amount of advice for what we need, for where we are, um, and just really given us that that push and sort of narrowed down what we're doing and why we're doing it, um, which has been really great. Because the other thing too about working and being in your own show is that you can't see it for yeah, what yeah. it is. Um, I, I mean, you can't direct your own show and be in it at no. the same time. And like, <laughs> so, even if you try and film it, it's never it's the same. It's not the same. And you can't give feedback on the spot. You've got to watch it on a screen, make notes, come back the next day. <laughs> so it's just a doubly long process. So having outside eyes to be able to come in. Um, Mikey Sorensen's been another person. He's been one of the local mentors um, and Sian Gardner as well who have both come in at different stages and have acted as their outside eye. Um, has been real, just absolutely amazing to have. <laughs> And, um, I mean, you've worked with... Obviously, you haven't worked with Jaunty Prenow mm. because he's um, Wellington-based yeah. with Up at Down at Bat Theatre. <laughs> um, and then, you, uh, obviously, you've... Have you... You've surely have been in something with Sian back at uni, potentially? Yes. I don't know. I'm putting you on the spot yes. now. Yes. No, we have. Um, there was... Blue stockings. Oh yeah, classic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was Eurydice. It was yeah. a stage reading. I think those are the only two we've done together from memory. Yeah. yeah. But um, and you, whereas you and Mikey have quite a solid mm. existing working relationship, right? Yes. Because yeah. you've done a lot of stuff with um, Moving Parts New Zealand, which is his kind of dance um, company. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the most recent work I did with him was earlier this year for Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival. Um, I co-choreographed with him Shifting Dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, down at Mesoverse, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and then prior to that, I was also a dancer in his show Enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I danced in the Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival show and also a Raglan show that he did, he took that that show too. So, yeah. Um, dance on tour. Dance on tour, yes. <laughs> and, um, I mean, you, you kind of, you're a bit of everywhere, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously I'm a little bit biased, but you've had a bit of a busy year because obviously you've already mentioned that you're a co-choreographer for um, Shifting Dynamics. Yes, yeah. You also choreographed a Hamilton Musical Theatre show. Yes, so I was the choreographer for A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. Yeah. Um, which was staged in May, I believe. Yeah, um, I went I went along, it was great. Oh, thank you. Took my mum. <laughs> took my mum, because theatre's for the mums. Absolutely. Um, no, it was, it, was, it was great, but like, you're going to have a break after this one, Lily? 
Well, after this, I am also choreographing um, the uh, Rivoli Theatre All Together Now, which is oh, yeah, yeah, which is um, sort of a it's like a musical theatre showcase. Yeah, type it's a thing. showcase um, of we've got these fifteen different songs from different musicals. Um, that sounds chill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's, I mean, that has actually been quite difficult, um, challenging perhaps is a better word, during lockdown because mm. our rehearsals were supposed to start the week we went into lockdown. So oh, <laughs> there's been a lot of um, online rehearsals, a lot of tutorials put online, but we're actually having our first in-person rehearsal this weekend. So Oh, congrats. Yes. Yeah. So looking forward to that. But that, I mean, that's also been great as well. Yeah. And uh, in regards to Elsie, mm. any future plans for that? Well... That you can talk about now. <laughs> I mean, I, it would be a dream of mine to be able to tour a work, um, and particularly this piece because it is so personal mm. um, and it is quite special to me. So it would be great to tour to tour that. Um so we'll just have to keep an eye out for that and see what the future holds. <laughs> yeah, I'm trust me, as soon as that tea is boiled I'm gonna be spilling it. Yeah. <laughs> we just know. But uh, like is I mean, obviously if touring is the goal for you, mm. um I trust that the work is kind of created or built to tour. Like, is it quite minimal in terms of, like, set and stuff like that? Yes, yeah. So we have, um, we work with paper and ropes and blocks, and that's all our set. (laughs) That's a great way to sell the show, mate, to be honest. (laughs) Paper, blocks and ropes. Yeah. In that order? It it varies in what order they're used. (laughs) It's almost paper, scissors, rock, mate. A little bit. (laughs) Um, and yeah, obviously it's just you and you and Lauren in the show. So yeah. okay, I see a tour coming on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I've, I said it on. That's the ticket. So it has to happen. <laughs> it now. has to happen now. <laughs> okay. Well, um, on behalf of the that's the ticket team, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> but um, seriously, I'm really looking forward uh, to seeing the work, and it's awesome to see you. Uh, as someone who's kind of been in the community for a long time to be taking this next step. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, bring on next week. (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) But um, I'm going to play you out with a uh, popular segment on the show. Mm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this segment, but I explain it every week, so um, (laughs) sit back and enjoy. But uh, this segment is called Rick's Pick because Mm. I have an Uncle Rick, Mm. um, Kia ora Uncle Rick, and he really likes listening to music, listens to a lot of radio. And so when he found out that I was getting that the ticket, he's like, cool, I'm going to hook you up with a list and every week you can have Rick's pick. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, pretty, pretty. Yeah, this is the 64th Rick's pick, <laughs> may I also add. 64 songs, uncorrect. Absolutely bananas, but awesome. Um, and this week I've gone with uh, Ringo Starr Photograph. So um, see you next week, Lily. See you. Thanks for having me.
that was uh, this week's Rick's pick photograph by Ringo Starr. Um, pretty good pick this week, Uncle Rick. I mean, I feel like I say that every week, but um, not not often that I uh, listen to a bit of Ringo, and it's always a pleasant surprise, I find. But uh, you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. I'm Hannah Mooney. I've uh, just said goodbye to the lovely Lily Empson. Uh, big thanks to you, Lily, for joining me on the show. She's just had to uh, pop off to go rehearse um, for Elsie, which is opening at the Meteor Theatre next week, uh, running October 9th, uh, 7th to 9th, sorry, with 7pm shows. Uh, tickets for that one are $20 general admission and $18 for concessions. So gold card or student ID holders. And um, now seems like a more appropriate time than either, ever to uh, segue into my second segment, uh, regular segment on That's the Ticket, which is upcoming events. So obviously I've already given Elsie a solid plug and don't worry, all the events uh, that I talk about I will list on the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page with links and stuff so if you want to go um, book tickets you can um, so like the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page if you haven't already and then I would also recommend the uh, Free FM Facebook page because uh, that's where cool community radio happens great way to keep um, up to date with cool podcasts coming out of the Tron but to the events um, Boone After Dark is currently running. There are three amazing sculptures lighting up the Hamilton CBD in Garden Place and Victoria on the River. Uh, the Boone team are encouraging um, all ages to pop down and check out the sculptures, which are in situ until the end of October. Um, whilst we're in Level 2, please um, maintain appropriate social distancing and um, wearing masks and elsewhere in the Tron, Clarence Street Theatre, they have Tom Sainsbury, Snapchat Dude, coming in November. So if you're down for a laugh, um, get along to that one, especially if you um, have been with old Tom from the very beginning, from the Snapchat days. Um, elsewhere, over at Riverley Theatre, Mamma Mia had the absolute pleasure of having uh, some people from that show on the last episode of That's the Ticket. I highly recommend giving that a listen if you missed it. Um, Mamma Mia, the musical is running October 9th to 30th at Riverley Theatre. Tickets are $39 per person for evening shows, $30 adult and $25 child slash concession. And they also have a student night and some matinees, which are $25 um, for students as well. Don't worry, I'm aware that it was probably a bit confusing. So I, as I said, I will put the links up. And then uh, last but not least, I know I talked about this in my last episode, but um, I'm going to plug it again because it's still so relevant and so important that while we're still in Level 2 and while there's kind of uncertainty around events and what they look like. If you have the ability slash opportunity to go out and support your local theatres, art galleries, creative spaces, I highly recommend doing so. Uh, check out their websites, check out their Facebook pages, um, go down. Because even if it's a smaller event than usual, it will make an impact. Not only by, you know, 
paying for tickets and stuff, but supporting creatives and what they're doing because it it is um, an interesting time to be in the arts and people are putting in the mahi, so you should show the support. And uh, as we approach the end of the show, I'm going to play a song for my mum, Pepiha by 660, and then a song for my granny, who I would like to dedicate this episode to, called Someone You Loved. I've been Hannah Mooney, this has been That's The Ticket, and I will catch you guys next week. Matewa. Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.